0: I am talking, 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 to you. And the talk just keeps on coming. TalkZone.com. TalkZone.com. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. <laughs> he looks a bit crazy <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah uh, we have a tendency to like to do uh what if stories on uh, our show here thanks for joining us tonight by the way and the reason we like to do what if shows is because it helps give you uh, a broader handle on how karma works you know karma if there's one single thing on the show that we could really have People thoroughly grok, it would be karma. Now, I've also said uh, that about discernment, and discernment is pretty darn important too, but karma is uh, the driving force in every person's life on the planet. Whether they believe in karma or not is pretty irrelevant. It's still the driving force. It's what makes everybody happy or unhappy. It is truly what drives your life. And for you to really fully understand how it does that gives you a better chance on how to clear your karma and get through to the other side into what we call grace.
0: So you really want to know what karma is. You want to get a good idea of it. Let's say you... Get away with stealing somebody's wallet, and it's loaded, and they needed the money. It was going to pay their rent. So what you get for the karma, although you got away away with it, didn't you? You know, you see a lot of films these days and stuff, you know, the people that got away with it, and they're all charming, and it's just such a great thing. Well, what happens is later on, you get to be where you really need money, and somebody lifts your pocketbook whoops it, that that's what karma is what goes around comes around on the other hand if you do something really noble and self-sacrificing that needed to happen and you know nobody really wants to do it and you chose to do it because it would really help your fellow man or whatnot and you did it then let's say next lifetime or later on in this lifetime you're going along and all kinds of lucky, unusually lucky things happening, lottery or, uh, you know, your uncle dies and, you know, you've got all kinds of in-laws and everything and he leaves you his, his heritage mansion and a huge amount of money or whatever. You know, so good comes to you if you do good. If you think you get away with something, you don't. God's alive. God's real.
1: So I read a story the other day about uh this young gal and it quite intrigued me, so I asked Keith to tune in to her past life and we're gonna do her past life first, and then I'll tell you what happened in this lifetime as a result of her behavior in a recent past life.
0: So Charme gave me the name Sheema Hall. That's her name.
1: This lifetime.
0: Yes. So yes. I'm I go in, I go into in a blank space and I ask Ema Hall, what do you want me to know about her? And so all of a sudden I see this somebody with their arms folded in on her chest across, uh, across her chest in front of me. And in her mind she's thinking not good enough. And she's unforgiving. And then I hear her saying not good enough. And then I get the whole essence of what she's doing to other people. She's an impossible micromanager. Did you ever have a parent or boss or teacher that was that way? Just all over. You couldn't even breathe. right. Oh, I breathed wrong. Oh, I put my finger wrong. You know, just every second all over you. Well, she had this condescending attitude on others. And others can never get it right according to her. Then behind their back... She's laughing with glee, uh, with content for them. And she's feeling higher than a kite. She gets off on her dominance over them and the advantages gained by her essentially what you would call slaves. So she loves the power over others. They, it it it's, makes her day. Uh, and it's no matter how horrendous the misery was to others... That's her. So now Charmaine will tell you the story.
1: You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. If you'd like to call in today and get a reading for yourself, we're at 1-800-336-2225.
0: 1-800-336-2225. Well, this is what happened, so now
1: remember we've got uh this gal in the recent past life with her hands kind of arrogantly across her chest. Nobody can do it good enough she 's got all these people being you know basically slaves to her every whim, and she doesn 't care, and she 's unforgiving.
0: She just gets off and you know, I got all these people doing anything I want. She just absolutely loves that dominance.
1: Now, I want you to know Keith had not read this article that I read. (laughs) All I did was give him her name and say, could you tune in on her? And so he tuned in and got that. So this is what happened to her in this lifetime. This article, by the way, if anybody wants to read it, is in the current issue of the Reader's Digest. And the article is called The Slave in the Garage. And what happened with this young gal in this lifetime is she was born to a uh, family over in Egypt who had 11 kids, you know, no money. Uh, the father would be off and gone uh, lots of times. When he comes back, he beats everybody and then has another kid, just keeps building up. They've got all these kids Three families living in a one-bedroom house, and all eleven kids and parents sleeping in one room—sort of poverty. So these parents are desperate. I I do not know why these people do not learn about birth control. I I just—it's staggering, isn't it, it? It's staggering to me. I don't know what they're thinking. And they beat up on the kids. I, I don't know what they're doing. Anyway, this you know, you know, you must remember that. This girl, Shahima, her soul chose to be born into that house. Her soul said. De-
0: deliberately. Could yep. have done anything this lifetime sure. to pick that.
1: I mean, you could be born all over the place, but she says, nope, that's the place where I'm going. So along comes this very wealthy family, and they decide that they're going, they need, you know, they need slave labor, is basically what it is, and they know where to go. You go to these. These places where there's, you know, three families living in one house, that's right, and they negotiate with parents, you give me your 10-year-old daughter and we'll send you $30 a month uh for the next 10 years. So the parents go, sure, you can have her from the age of 10 to the age of 20 and she'll do whatever you want.
0: You know what a lot of slow learners and backward country people are, and maybe not so backward country is, there's no free sex. Because when you get the baby coming along, you got problems on the overpopulation, on the need for food, and on the excessive crime going on. Uh, So, you know, it's not free.
1: So they made the deal with this family to send this girl off, and the deal was they get $30 a month from these people for 10 years while they have her as a slave in their home. Well, as it turns out, she ends up uh, getting smuggled into the United States. These people got her an illegal six-month permit. So she came in, and then they, of course, kept her here, and they had her living out in the garage. Now, this is how they treated her. She uh, worked in a very huge, wealthy house. Everybody, even the kids, uh, demanded her to do things and uh, bossed her around. Imagine those kids learning that they can boss people around at the age of eleven yeah, years old. Yeah, little
0: kids bossing another I'll kid you, around. That's a <laughs> you know, you know, I might have gotten really worked on that. I mean, most most kids.
1: That's a bad deal. Bad. Okay, so she's in this two-story Mediterranean house in a gated community. She has to be up from uh, six o'clock working until midnight. It's her job to cook, serve meals. Do the dishes, make beds, change sheets, help with laundry, iron, dusted, vacuum, sweep, mopped, wash the patios, and often doing chores until midnight. She has to get up to take care of the kids. She lives in the garage. Of course, this is in uh, L.A., so it's not horrible conditions, comparatively speaking. You could live... Because there was no heater, air conditioning, no windows. Of course, they didn't want anybody to know she was even there. She was never allowed to go out. She had one dirty mattress and uh, a floor lamp and a small table. Uh, when she went to use the wa- went to use the washing machine, the people there told her that she was too filthy, she was a nothing, and her, glow, her clothes were dirtier than theirs, and she was not permitted to use the laundry. <laughs> I mean, these people are a piece of work. They, uh, they did uh, hit her some, but worse than that was the verbal, and iso- verbal abuse and isolation. Does this sound anything like her past life? Reversed. Exactly.
0: That's how it works.
1: Exactly now again there's a paradox the paradox is these people actually treated her the way she treated somebody else that doesn't get them off the hook you know that's the paradox of karma while she needed to learn this lesson she needed to go through this experience so that she could feel what it feels like after having she did the same thing last lifetime. Now these people have to understand that what they're doing isn't right either.
0: We call what she went through from that lifetime to this lifetime going through the knothole that she created backwards.
1: (laughs) Folks, this is (laughs) co-creating.
0: Enjoy. (laughs) This is
1: is co-creating. She co-created this future by living a lifestyle where she did the same thing to others that she was doing. You know, on some levels, you know, you compare where she was uh, sharing one room in a one bathroom house with three families and her whole family crammed into one room. You know, this living in a garage is actually an upgrade from that, but working all these hours and being treated that poorly is, is, you know, the guy who, the guy who went and saved her, uh, said that he's seen pets that are treated better than the way she was treated. Still again, this is how she treated others. What goes
0: around comes around. This
1: was the co-creation that she did in a past life. This is why when we talk about even like when you're looking into an issue, like for her, if she could uh, meditate maybe for hours, it would probably take asking the question, how did I earn this? And if she'd have one glimmer of opening, like, I know that I did something in my past to earn me this. Mm-hmm. Nothing we've done, we have not co-created. And if she could just like like imagine, what could I have done? She might start getting glimmers of this other side of her.
0: It's all fair if you look at it's all these all lifetimes. Fair. If you just look at one lifetime, oftentimes it's not fair at all. But if you look at all the lifetimes strung together and and the intent of the soul, it's fair. That's a hard reality sometimes. Yeah.
1: Our our culture is based on, oh, that poor girl, she's such a victim. Yeah. And that, that... very bad man and wife that did this to her and you know actually the man and wife that did this to her they just co-created their future. What do you think their next lifetime is going to look like? Well
0: they got a load of it here didn't they? They, Did they get in jail?
1: Yeah I'm going to do that after the break. I'll tell you what happened to them after the break but that won't be it because they they won't learn their lessons
0: in two years. The key is is you got to learn your lessons and you got to balance the scales.
1: They've just co-created a future where they get to be the slave next time around because that's what they need to learn you're listening to mastering ourselves with keith and Charmy amber thanks for being with us today we're we have sound answers to life's tough questions monday through saturday 7 p.m pacific 10 p.m eastern on crn if you want to call in 1-800-336-2225